Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. Happy Thursday. I hope you guys are all having a great week. I am coming on here for a bonus podcast episode this week. I am so excited to share my interview with Caroline. She is from Freeform's Love Trip Paris. She was on the show, which just finished airing about a month ago. She was one of the four main characters, the protagonists. It was a dating show where four women went to Paris and they started dating um, guys and girls since there was many different sexualities on the show. And they were dating in Paris to see if they can find the love of their life. One of the girls, Rose, brought a ring Jocelyn, she is trans and she had a bunch of guys wrapped around her finger. There was Lacey who ended up with, well, maybe I won't give spoilers. I do recommend you watch all eight episodes on Freeform before listening to this podcast with Caroline because we talk all about her relationship on the show, her breakup on the show behind the scenes of the show, what it was like filming, and we get to know her better and hear about her life in New York, the casting process, Freeform. There's a lot of different topics we talk about. It is a 42-minute conversation. However you like. I really hope you guys enjoy this interview. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, It has been a few days since I've been back from Coachella, and if you guys listened to my last podcast, which I put out on Monday, I gave a little Coachella update and took you guys through the behind the scenes of my experience there, and a lot of people seem to like it. I just checked the numbers today, and... And we had some listeners, so I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying my podcast, and that's why I'm doing an extra episode this week, and I have a lot of fun guests coming on. Um, Just to tease you guys, I am interviewing Arena from Love is Blind. I'm interviewing her tomorrow. I'm going to put it out this Monday. So here is your little exclusive. I'm going to put up an Instagram story tonight asking for questions. So if you guys have any questions for Arena, I want to make sure I ask the right questions. Go to my Instagram, vote, um, not vote, um, comment on the poll. Not the poll. The Q&A tab. Right on the Q&A tab. I'm going to put one up. If you beat me to it, then send me a DM what you want me to ask Arena. And my interview with Susie is still coming soon as well. I'm going to put that out either next week or the week after. But You know, so many great episodes. So there is going to be a little bit of less editing in the podcast to save myself time to put up more episodes. So as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, lots of trial, lots of error. I'm doing different streaming platforms and different techniques, editing, everything just to kind of get this podcast rolling. But oh my God, so excited about all my upcoming guests. Um, I'm also fully decompressed from Coachella. My mom got here yesterday. I picked her up from the airport. We got um, drinks, we got lunch, went to the Great White in Venice for lunch. I drove her around, showed her the Venice canals, took her to the bungalow in Santa Monica. They had a trivia night last night. Shout out to the bungalow. It's one of my favorite spots in LA. And then I got my mom and I a hotel. Actually, we stayed at the Kinney in Venice, California. I actually recommend you guys stay there. It's pretty cheap. Two queen beds, not bad for one night, a safe area, and it's in Venice. So definitely check that out. And then I dropped my mom off at her hotel she's staying at for the rest of the weekend in West Hollywood, which is just down the street from me. So now I'm home and putting together this podcast. Also want to give a shout out to my bestie, Allie. She is on Vanderpump Rules. She was the MVP of this week's Pump Rules episode because she was the first person to call out the scandal on the show. She said that she saw Raquel and Tom dancing at the Abbey together. It was 1 a.m. And she said something so funny in her confessional. She was like, I don't really 
I don't I wouldn't feel comfortable if my boyfriend was doing that with another girl but hey it's not my relationship and I'm just like yes Allie she is discovering all of the tea I am so dead so definitely want to give her a shout out because this was truly her week and I've been telling you guys if you've been following me on TikTok Allie is the is such a star and she's so great so I'm glad that you guys are loving her at least this week who knows what will happen next week um and if you want more pump rules coverage i actually did a podcast last week um on youtube jolene lunzer i did her podcast last week we did a vanderpump rules recap it was like literally an hour and a half it was a live stream so if you guys go to her youtube channel at j-o-l-e-e-n L-U-N-Z-E-R, you can go under her live tab and me and her streamed an hour and a half recap and thoughts on Vanderpump Rules. So if you guys are a big Pump Rules fan, um, I do have my connection to Allie who's on the show. So I definitely gave her a lot of insight and gave all my thoughts there on the season thus far. And other than that, I'm going to now play my interview with Caroline from Freeform's Love Trip Paris. So enjoy. What is up, everybody? We are here with Caroline from the most recent season, the first season of Love Trip Paris. I watched the show. I literally loved it. And I have a lot of questions about it. And I hope you guys watched it too. So we're going to get into it. We're going to get to know Caroline a little bit. We're going to have some banter. We're going to be vibing out. So give this video a thumbs up if you're watching. Like and subscribe. And let's break this down with Caroline. Hey, girl. Welcome. How are you doing? Oh, my. I'm, you know what? I'm great. I just have this microphone that I literally just bought and I have no idea how to use it. So I'm <laughs> over here living life. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I don't know why, but it feels like you're, you have a major, major echo. Yeah. I, I just changed the nozzle. So did that switch it up? Yeah, that definitely switched it up. And now it's better. Fantastic. I mean, I feel like the echo gave me a very like Hades from Hercules sort of vibe, which I dig. So I can put it back on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the echo is giving me like a brain fart. I love that. I have to be like audio engineer, technician, producer. Like I'm hosting my own podcast and I'm playing like all of these roles. And yeah. the hardest role for me is the audio technical kind of vibe. And I know you're starting a podcast soon. So yeah. what are you anticipating your you know podcast being about? So I named it the C word. I was actually talking to somebody on Instagram and she gave me the idea of the name. Um, and I had mentioned I really wanted to do a podcast before in, in life. And we had just been talking about passions. I think she like even just posted something on her Instagram story and it was a poll. It was like, oh, are you mm -hmm. one of those people who are always like, ah, I could do like a million things on this planet. And I was like, oh my God, I totally feel that. And then her and I just got started talking about like life passions. And this was so clever. She was like, so many of your passions in life start with C, like culture, communication, cosmos. And she was like, you should start a podcast and call it the C word. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. So she, full credit, gave me this idea. It's kind of on brand for you too, in a way, because <laughs> like the C word is obviously alluding to see you next Tuesday. Always. And I feel like you're just like a bad bitch. You had a lot of an attitude on the show. You were oh, definitely no. different than like all of them. Like you all four were so different. So different. Um, but I felt like you had one of the biggest personalities. Oh, and my God. I also loved Jocelyn too. 
Oh, I love her. I love that bitch. Yeah, it was so funny. All of us are very different, but it meshed perfectly. All of us were really worried about how are we going to get along with the other girls in the house? Like when you walk into something like this, you don't know what to expect. Like we had no idea how many other people were going to be in the house, who everybody was going to be. And as soon as we met, it just kind of clicked. When you're in that sort of situation, you become close really, really fast, especially when you're dating. Like we talk about it even on, on the show. We're like, what's best for one of us is what's best for all of us. I trust this person. I trust the decisions they make. I know this person. I know what they're looking for. I know kind of what they need. And um, it was it was a time, but like in the best in the best way possible. Like. I was just in Paris and I think I was there for like two, three weeks and I spent most of my time hanging out with Rose. Rose is a bad bitch. Don't get it twisted. Mm. She's a bad bitch. Like, <laughs> she, she comes out. We call her pink as her alter ego. She so gave like wholesome edit though. Oh my God. No, Rose is such a bad bitch. She's so funny. She's from Boston. Like she knows how to like, she knows how to have a, have a good time. And she's real. Yeah. She's oh, real. I'm sure. But I think yeah. like when you cast four women, like, even if you guys are all bad bitches and you're all super real, like, they're gonna archetype each of you in a different way because there's four different storylines going on and they need four different, like, vibes. Yeah. So that's what she kind of gave off. But I feel like all of you guys were super dope and the trip was super fun. And were you actually considering, did you actually consider moving to Paris or was that um, just, like, for the show? Oh, no, I um I actually studied abroad in Paris, I think, like, three times in my life. I went to NYU for my undergrad, and I have a Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Musical Theater from Tisch, and my double major was in French. So I studied in Paris, um, I think, for a total of nine months, and I did, like, some classes at the Parisian University, um, and then with NYU and stuff like that. So I love Paris. I would move there in a heartbeat. I mean, I live in New York. I'm an actor. That's my background. That's what I've always wanted to do. Um, so New York is kind of the place to be for that specifically, especially musical theater. But Paris is amazing. I would move there in a heartbeat. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Did anyone move there after the show? Rose and Lacey. They both, do they still live there? Lacey is living with Bastian. You can check all that out on her Instagram. She posts their little adventures together and it's so cute. Rose moved in January to Paris. But does she have a boyfriend? Like, she didn't end up with anybody. She did not. Uh, she and I are actually both going through breakups right now. She was dating somebody not from the show, and they recently broke up. Actually, it was so funny. Like, their breakup timeline is almost the exact same to Lisa and I's. Yeah. Uh, so that was very, very funny. It was very interesting, and her and I were both going through the motions kind of together, uh, lifting each other up grieving together it was breakup squad time in Paris but it was the most fun like we had a we had the best time out of it yeah let's talk about Lisa because <laughs> your love story with Lisa on the show I was covering it every single week I was following it and it seems like Lisa was always the one who was there you wouldn't you gave you wanted to be if it feels like Lisa was the one from the beginning 
-hmm. but you had to like see the process through and get to know so many different people Mm -hmm. but it was always going to be Lisa and I think she had a difficult time with that but you also had a difficult time with it too because this is what you were cast for like this was your mindset going in like you had to see the process through so do you think that is is this too deep right away but is like that what happened in is that what happened I mean you guys all saw it it's like she she was my first date on the show Uh, I knew right when I met her there was something when we did that first date that first party on that rooftop uh, at Bayash Day in the Marais and I saw Lisa walk in and instantly her attention or her I'm sorry her energy got my attention and I knew I was like I want to talk to that girl in the orange and uh, I was actually in a conversation with Jessica, which you guys saw in the episode, and Lisa comes right on in. She said, hey, I'm so sorry. I need to talk to you for a minute. That's exactly how that happened. And Lisa and I talked for a little bit, and then when we were asking each other on dates, I knew I wanted it to be her. I was so nervous for that first date. I didn't know how it was going to go because Lisa and I both have strong personalities. She's definitely more extroverted than I am. Uh, she's an ENFJ, and I'm an INFJ. I was very unsure of how it was going to go, and especially when your first date with somebody in another country and your language isn't the same as being filmed it's like oh my god after our first date I knew I had a crush on her and I knew yeah. that I wanted to get to know her more and I knew that I didn't want to send her home I wanted to see the full process through because that's what I was there for and you never know who comes you know through the door I didn't expect Lisa to come through the door at all she definitely had a hard time with it and there was a scene that is shown in the series where I go on a date with Camille Lisa and I have a conversation and I'm just like you just need to tell me how you're feeling about everything because I can't read your mind and we talked about that and throughout the process she got a lot better about it it was difficult it was difficult for me too because it was like I feel like I'm hurting somebody who genuinely has feelings for me and we clicked right off the bat we had a great first date it was fun we found out we had so much in common we've all been in those situations when we're single and we're like oh I have a date tonight and I have a date tomorrow night with two different people but those people don't know that you have dates exactly this is like in her face It's in her face, and it's like she has to sit there with a group of people watching me ask somebody else out. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. Like, I honestly, I'm so jealous, too. I'm jealous of people who aren't even my boyfriend. Like, I (laughs) literally would be so mad mad about it, too, and, like, it would be frustrating. But it almost felt like Lisa was, like, mean to you. Like, it felt like at times she was, like, bullying you. Yeah, that's how I felt. Wow, that's a really interesting, that's a really interesting perceptive. I wouldn't say she bullied me. I would say she just was very upfront about what she wanted. Yeah. I respect that. I respect that. It did make it tricky for me sometimes, though, because the last thing I wanted, like, you guys all saw, too, the date where she almost didn't come. I was really nervous about that. I I had a gut feeling that day while I was sitting there, and I was like, is she coming? I was like, I don't know if she's coming. And (laughs) I, I, I really didn't know. I was thinking to myself, like, I think I'm getting stood up right now. How late was she? She was, like, an hour late. Okay, so you were just sitting there by yourself for an hour. Do you think the producers, like, gave you guys different call times? Like, do you think they instigated the situation? Not at all. Everybody was very protective of everybody's hearts, which I really appreciated. Yeah. I don't think that was the case at all. I really, really don't. And I, if, I, if I did think that was the case, I would have stood up for myself and been like, this is not okay. I told Lisa, this is not okay. Like, you can't do this. Because mm-hmm. I know how easily she feels and how easily she picks up energies. And I kind of knew in the back of my mind while I was sitting there, like, oh, she must have saw me talking to Paola. And she must have gotten hurt by that. And especially, like, when we had a date that day. It's already one thing when you are asking out somebody else in the face of the person that you're dating, right? 
But then to also like see the person you're dating on a date in the house that you're all living in a few hours before your date together, that's a lot. Yeah, and it's I don't, for sure. I don't blame her for being upset. I don't blame her for that at all. I wish she was on time. I yeah. wish there so we could have had a longer conversation about it. Um, but I also know, like, I, I was able to put myself in her shoes and say, like, I get it. Like, just you just have to communicate with me because I can't read your mind. And there are going to be days where I'm going to need this reassurance, too. You know, and she, and she says it. She's like, you're doing the work. I'm not right now. And I'm like, yeah, but those days are going to come. It was definitely difficult. I think after my third, yeah, my third date with Lisa, I was like, okay, I want her to be here until the end. Yeah. So my next question would honestly be about, like, your experience with reality TV. Like, have you seen a lot of the other dating shows? Like, what did you know getting yourself into this? Because I feel like a lot of reality shows are very producer manipulated, where they are manipulating those situations to mess with people. And it felt like your show was really organic. Do you think it was because it was freeform and the network, were they more protective over you because you were in a different country and you guys were new to reality TV? What do you think the like background was? That's a really good question. I have not seen a ton of other dating shows. I've seen like one and two seasons of Love is Blind. I've seen the first season of Too Hot to Handle. I don't watch a lot of reality TV. The biggest reality, I know that's crazy. The biggest that's okay. reality that I watch is like Kardashians, which I love, like Kai Kai Jen Jen, Ken Ken Jen Jen, like forever. Um, those are my nicknames for them, by the way, Kai Kai Jen Jen. Um, whenever I like am buying new lip products, I'm like, I got to get my Kai Kai on, uh, Kai Kai Jen Jen. But that's and then um, what else do I watch? Um, oh, I just started watching for the first time ever Jersey Shore, like the original oh. Jersey Shore. <laughs> oh, good. And it's incredible. But I don't, I don't know. I can't really speak to that because I don't know how other shows work at all. And I don't know what the norm is. I don't know. I just don't know. The people that we worked with really did care about us. And we all cared about each other. And especially with a language barrier, that creates connections really easily, too, because you have to have a lot of empathy, compassion, and patience, especially if you don't speak the language. Mm -hmm. um, me and Rose were the only two Americans on set that spoke fluent French. None okay. of them did. Lacey speaks a little bit. She's learning right now. Jocelyn spoke no French whatsoever. Yeah. So when you're in that situation, I think everybody becomes like a bigger family than probably normal. But again, I, I can't really say because I've never done any other reality. That's what it sounds like because I think your situation was so organic and new. These other shows are much more calculated and, you know, have been around for years and there's like more of toxicness. So you're. So I didn't know if it was like a network thing or if it was just because of like the language barrier. So how was working with Freeform? I absolutely loved it. I'm so proud and I'm so happy to be a part of the Freeform family. It's an amazing network. The people are amazing, very welcoming, very supportive. Um, and they just really want what's, what's best for you and what's best for your heart. And I really appreciated that. I was scared walking into reality TV. Like you hear stories of like, oh, like the producers on The Bachelor did X, Y, Z, or, you know, things like that. You hear kind of horror stories <laughs> like that um, from the outside. Um, so I just didn't know. And I know, I know that there has been a, a rep, I guess, for some reality TV shows being manipulative. And again, I can't speak to that specifically, but I know I've heard those rumors. Mm -hmm. And I was worried. I was like, is this going to be the case? And I, I, I'm not speaking to my therapist for two months. So I was like, I don't know. I have to really be grounded and centered in myself and communicate my boundaries. For um, sure. Yeah. So we were talking about Lisa earlier. So if you don't mind just giving us like the timeline of like when oh, the yeah. show was filmed, what, where you lived with Lisa after, and then when you guys broke up. 
So this is such a fun timeline. Um, the, the show was filmed uh, August to end of September in 2022. After the show, Lisa actually came to visit me in New York for like three weeks. Okay. That did not go well. Uh, she came to visit my parents. My parents absolutely loved her. She loved my parents. And then after like two weeks after she was in New York with me, she was in Dubai working. She broke up with me. I woke up to a text message from her saying like, I'm breaking up with you. Um, so she broke up with you like in December? End of October. Oh my God. So you guys have broken up for so long, but you had to keep it a secret because the show just aired? No. So we were broken up, but we're still talking. And there was like a period of time where I was like, well, I, I, you know, I care very deeply about this person. I love this person. And she broke up with me over text. Like I literally woke up to a text message being like, we're breaking up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was not good. So I, um, being in therapy for eight years, was like, I'm just going to say what I have to say, communicate my feelings about this. Um, and then block. And Lisa would like find ways around the block to try and call me, which is fine. I would then have to say, I can't speak right now uh, and communicate my boundaries. Sometimes I felt like I had the emotional space to be able to pick up. Other times I did not. And then we kind of sussed everything out. We spent the next few months really getting back to ground to zero. And we got to know each other again. We started communicating what we were looking for, who we are. We would FaceTime for hours, text all day. We would play like little games on our phone, like while she was working in Dubai and while I was working here. And we really built a strong connection again. And it felt like by the end of December, we were back together basically. Cause that's, that's the relationship that it was just without the label. Like we had been talking all the time, mm-hmm. everything, any support I needed, I would go to her and vice versa. January happened. My birthday was in January. We still weren't officially back together, but, you know, we were still talking. Then the premiere comes. Mm-hmm. And the premiere was February 14th. So about a week prior, um, my best friend, who I hadn't seen in person for six years, came to the States. And he stayed with me in my apartment. And I noticed Lisa got really jealous of him. And she did not like that my attention was kind of going elsewhere. So for that week and a half while he was here, and I was in the premiere, she was not happy. So I flew out to Dubai to go see her. It was amazing. It was like, we hashed everything out. She's like, well, this is why I was jealous. This is why I was sad. You know, I don't know. She explained everything. And I was like, I understand, but just understand too. I was, we were a not, or 12 hour something like time difference. Like it was crazy. Like I hadn't seen him for six years. We had a really good adult communication conversation of just like, all right, this is how I felt. This is how you felt. Let's problem solve. Let's move forward. And then by the end of Dubai, we were completely back together. And we were actually looking at rings. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Like, we had gone to several stores. She had uh, found the shape she wanted. I told, you know, all the the details. She was like, okay, you're going to come to France. Come see me in about a month. I want to go to Venice. She had asked me. She said that she, this was like one night while we were on the phone. So, she was like, how would you feel about getting engaged in Venice? And I, and I, I, she said this, I think maybe in like January or something like that. And I was like, I don't know. That's really short. Like, we're just really getting back into a relationship. Like, I don't think I can just do that. Um, and she was like, okay, like, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And then when we were in Dubai, we had the most amazing time. Like, we were able to communicate very well, very strongly. It wasn't immature. There was no immature conversation. It was just how a relationship, like a 
stable, solid relationship. That's kind of boring because when you're in a stable, solid relationship, it is boring because you're handling it like adults. It was exactly like that. And then uh, I go to France, go to go see her. Five days into the trip, I was supposed to be there for a month. I wasn't even supposed to be back in the United States yet. Like, mm-hmm. I was supposed to be in France with her right now. Uh, five days in, she breaks up with me again. And I'm not saying this to shade her because Lisa's a wonderful person. And I do hope that she is happy. Truly. I have no ill feelings toward Lisa. I want to get that out there. None at all. The time her and I spent together was absolutely amazing. I'm very grateful for her. There was a lot of lessons that came out of Lisa and I's relationship. And I do hope that one day, like, we're really good friends because we have that connection. And it's a very strong emotional and mental connection together. But she broke up with me because she said she was unattractive to me. Uh, which, to me, that was kind of a low blow. I was what? Like, yeah. That's uh, so rude. It wasn't the nicest thing to hear from somebody who supposedly loves you. And again, there's no shade to her. This is literally just the truth. Just like all of a sudden she's unattracted to you after like nine months of being on and off? She said that, you know, I wasn't her type originally. Um, and she did tell me that like in the show or after the show, she said when she first got to the show, her physical crush was on Lacey. Then oh, she- no. And she got to know me and she was like, oh, this girl's amazing. And so she did tell me like, Carolyn, you were never my physical type. I was never your physical type. But for me, I don't really have a physical type because it depends on the person that you are. And for me, I don't think you're going to wake up every single day and be like so amazingly attracted to your partner. Like there are days where you're like, you're annoying me. I don't want to talk to you. I mm-hmm. There's sometimes things that your partner does when you're like, I'm attracted to like this behavior or, you know, whatever or something like that. You're not attracted to your partner like crazy 24-7. And also, the reason why I don't believe in types is you can be an amazing person and maybe at first, like, there's a reason why friends become lovers at some point, right? It's like your friends first, you fall in love with the person that they are, and then that physical attraction only grows. That's definitely, like, Lisa's beautiful inside and out. But for me, that physical attraction started to grow more once I really started to fall for her. And I don't know if that happened with, I, I really don't know. I can't really say. But yeah. So she said, you know, when we first met, you physically weren't my type. Uh, Lacey was when I got to know you. So I don't know. It's it's really it's really interesting. I'm never going to fully understand that. And I accept that. But yeah, so it was definitely a, it was definitely a kind of a low blow. Wow. Do you feel like you're finally done with her? Like there's no going back? I felt like this is on and off relationships aren't healthy. No, I don't think they are. <laughs> um <laughs> I think they're on and off for a reason. Nothing that I want to say bad about Lisa because Lisa's not a bad person. She's human. She has a very big heart. She's amazing at reading energies. She's very giving. She's very protective. I think we all have things that we need to work on, even me. Like there's, And that's not saying anything bad about somebody. I don't think Lisa and I will ever be done like as people in each other's lives. I think we did this entire show together. There's obviously a connection there. These beautiful memories that were made. There were amazing conversations that we had. I know a lot about Lisa. She knows a lot about me. Um, but I do think there are things that her and I both need to work on separately. For sure. Um, and I think we'll be friends for the rest of our lives, hopefully. Okay. When was like the last time you texted her or talked to her? She texted me last week asking me to take our photos from Instagram down. <gasps> oh my yeah. God. Did you? No, because it's my Instagram and those yeah. are my memories. And whether or not her and I are together anymore, I still cherish those moments because they're really beautiful. And I look back at them and I, get very emotional because it, it it really for me was very true love that I have for this person mm-hmm. and I think on some level she feels the same way I don't for know sure. you know I don't I don't think she doesn't love me as a person 
I don't think she was never not in love with me. If she's saying she's unattractive to me because she's scared of long distance, I don't know what the, I don't know what the whole thing is. I, I have to take her word at face value. If she says she's unattractive to me, she's unattractive to me physically, but like, okay. So that's such a harsh thing to say. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that is just like her truth. And like, I'm sorry. Like, that's how she feels. She's done. Maybe she doesn't mean she's like unattracted to you. Maybe she just means that like, she's just over it. You know, I have, like, I have no idea. And like, I it is what it is. And I'm sorry that it's like the harsh, her harsh truth. But at least you can find some clarity in knowing that you still will have mutual respect for each other. And this will open up opportunities for you to meet new people and to explore your next chapter. So, of course. you know, it is, I'm sorry. Like that, that, that's what I would say as like a friend, like it is, it, it's the harsh truth. As, as I, I appreciate you saying, I'm sorry, but when I, this is going to sound bad, but when I think about it, I'm like, I'm not the one who lost anything. Like I know who I am. I know what I have to offer. I know who I am in relationships, the type of person I am in relationships. I know what I gave to her, the patience, the love, the care that I gave to her. So I'm not, I didn't lose out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. For you being unattractive to me is not my issue. Like, that's something that you got to go and work on. You know, you got to figure out who you really are and what you were really looking for. I didn't lose out. <laughs> I, yeah, this I, is better for you. This will be better for you. And this is going to open up new opportunities. So tell us a little bit about where you are right now. You're in New York. What are you working on? Like, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm in New York. Uh, like I said, I have my Bachelor's of Fine Arts and Musical Theater. So I'm taking classes right now with my mentor, um, prepping some stuff for upcoming auditions, just trying to take care of myself. Um, what am I doing? I start, I'm launching my podcast uh, with my first guest. It's actually going to be Rose. Oh, and we're cool. talking about Chopin's which is Broken Hearts. And like I said, we're, we are breakup squad right now. So we're going to be doing a whole thing about broken heart. I'm a personal trainer to like make money. So that's what I do when I'm not auditioning or acting or things like that. So I'm training my clients, you know, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, just, you know, reading, journaling, pulling a few tarot cards here and there. So yeah. Oh my God. So fun. Um, I really feel like when we hang out, we'll have a lot of, of fun together. Cause I feel like we have a lot in common and have like that similar energy. Mm -hmm. Wait, when's your, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a cancer. Oh my God. My best friend in the entire world is a cancer. And we're sister signs because I'm a Capricorn. So uh, you're the, you're the father of the zodiac. I'm the mother. Yes. We that can have, we can have babies. Absolutely. I feel like <laughs> if, if neither of us are married by the time we're like 35, we'll just have babies together. Yeah. You might have to fight my friend Victor on that one though. He did say really? he, he wants it. He said he walked up to me last year. He also is just like, I love him. Um, he walked up to me last year and said, we would have beautiful children together. And I was like, well, yes, that's true. But he also walked up to me one day. I was wearing like a push-up run. He was like, you should work at Hooters. I was like, he's yeah. Isn't the gay <laughs> and relation, the gay and lesbian friendship so interesting? Like I have always had like a few like really best friends who are lesbians and like I'm so gay. And I just feel like the dynamic is just there. It's always, it's, it's interesting. It's different. Like it's great. It's the best thing. It's because it's just like, you can totally be yourself. Like majority of my friends are in the queer community. There's a wall that comes down and especially mm -hmm. like gay and lesbian friendships are just like unstoppable partners in crime, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and it almost is easier because there's also will never be jealousy or competitiveness of if you end up being attracted to the same person. Like I could totally run into that with my guys who are with my gays who are guy best friends, but with like my lesbian best friends, like I know that no matter what, there will never be that that animosity that sometimes happens. Yeah, no, it's it's really fun. It's yeah, the gay the queer community is like the best place ever. And yeah, when you have a gay when you have a gay BFF. Yeah. So I still need the tea. So I still need the tea on the show. And I told all my followers that they need to watch it if they haven't already. I also did like a little introduction before our interview. So to kind of give them the background of the show. So okay. hopefully everyone's seen it. Um, but if not, maybe they just wanted to enjoy the interview. But we need all the other updates. So you said Rose is single. She dated someone after. Lacey is still with Bastion. Jocelyn sure. is, is she single or did she end up pursuing she, something with one of the guys? She is single and like living her best model life in LA. She did a, an episode of Quantum Leap. Um, yeah, she's that girl's gonna move mountains. Isn't yeah. she such a star? She's a star. She she's would, we would such be in the a star. You have, you have no idea. We would be like eating breakfast and we would be like getting dressed for the day. And she would come downstairs and practice her model walk. <laughs> oh my God. Like again, like with the shoes and the, the hair and the earrings. We were like, oh my God, this girl, she's hilarious. We were just all so happy that she was there because she, she deserves the world. And thank you, Freeform, for putting a trans person on a reality TV show because representation matters. And if there's going to be a trans icon on a reality TV show, it's Jocelyn Aguilera. <laughs> no, literally, I felt such a connection to her on the first episode and like it was so captivating and I felt like she had all the hot guys wrapped around her finger and I was like this girl is running this ship <laughs> I have no idea you have no idea she's a hoot she's so so funny like she would just come out and just do this like abuelita character mm-hmm. like out of nowhere she she just like transforms she has everybody loves her everybody yeah. she's infectious her laugh is infectious her personality is infectious like She's amazing. How did they find you for the show originally? Like, was your goal to be on reality TV? Did it just fall into your lap? It literally fell into my lap. It was the craziest thing. I had actually just gotten fired from my job (laughs) and like two months prior. And I was just kind of working like freelance kind of stuff. And I woke up in the middle of the night because I have a cat. I have two cats now, but my cat at the time knocked something over to try and get my attention at three o'clock in the morning like cats do. And so I wake up, can't go back to sleep. I'm just scrolling on my phone on Instagram and I see this ad you know in Bruce Almighty when he's like walking the streets and there's those billboards that come up and they're like catered exactly to him it was kind of one of those moments like I scroll on Instagram and it's this thing and it's like we need 20 something year old lesbians that speak French and I was like that's literally my brand mm-hmm. so I wrote them an email in French because I assumed that the show it was too specific like once was, you saw it it was just too specific where you had to do it just too yeah it was just like oh like okay, this is my Bruce Almighty moment. And I wrote them an email in French. And then the next day, one of the producers was like, yeah, can you get on like a Zoom interview? And then we'll pitch you to the network. And I was like, okay. And I found out I was going. I found out I was cast. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Five days. 
before I had to get on a plane. It was so fun. I love an adventure. Like Mm -hmm. I have always loved traveling and adventures. And like in college, I was, I would travel abroad. Um, Mm -hmm. So I went to like maybe 15, 20 countries within a few years, like lived in Israel, lived in London, went to Slovenia, Italy. And I haven't been able to find that adventure since I graduated and moved to LA and have been hustling because I've been hustling, right? Like I'm 25. And like, hearing that adventure for you like I just get such nostalgia of my time traveling and such not jealousy at all like envy but like admiration for just like the chance you took on life oh it was yeah I was scared I like had a few sessions with my therapist to like prep she was like hey like because I have OCD mm-hmm. so sometimes when you're in a stressful situation like that that you don't know it can really trigger your OCD and and she really was kind of like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, she was supportive, obviously, but she was like, let's just think, let's run it through. Like, she watches a lot of reality TV, actually. So she can probably actually talk about the manipulation that she sees. We'll have her on next. Oh, my God. My therapist is amazing. We ran through all of those things, but I there was something in me. And I spoke to a few friends. I was like, I don't know, should I do this? But I really sat with myself and I was like, nope, this just is, is too specific. This just feels too right. I'm going to go take this chance. And I'm so glad I did. because. Even though Lisa and I are are broken up now, she's still going to be one of the fondest memories of my life. I'm always going to love her. I'm always going to love her dearly. Like, and um, I made amazing friends. I had amazing memories, and and it's amazing too because even if Lisa and I never get back together, right, in this entire universal timeline. Oh, so it's still a possibility. I don't know. I mean, what you you never say never, but like whatever. Okay, okay, Justin Bieber. (laughs) But it's like you get to see. a love story of yours unfold and you can rewatch it and relive those memories. And that's a really beautiful thing. And I'm very, very, very grateful for that. I'm very grateful. I took the chance. And like I said, I'll always love Lisa. I'll always love, have the most love for her. So just to be able to see that again and be like, you know what, this was really real for me. And, and those memories are real and those feelings were real. And I'm still always going to have those lingering. Like, I don't think you ever actually, once you fall in love with somebody, you can't ever unlove them. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think that's possible. Even even if they like cheat on you and like do other horrible things to you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You'll still love them. You'll part of you will still love them. And I can't speak for everybody, but I personally, yeah. I mean, I look back at relationships I had when I was 20 and I'm like, you know, I I my last boyfriend that I dated, I was with for like a year and a half. And we butted heads a lot and there were things that we were in our early 20s, like we didn't know how relationships worked. But I'm always going to love him dearly. Like him and I still keep in touch. My first college girlfriend who I was with on and off for three years, her and I still talk. Like I still have so much love for her. I still look at those memories with my first girlfriend that I was with on and off for three years. And I'm always going to be in love with her. Like I'm always going to remember those moments. of Wow. Like I'm always going to be, there's always going to be a part of me that's in love with Lisa. Always. Um, just because of the memories that we have. And really she is an amazing person. I'm never going to say anything bad about her. She's infectious. She's bold. She's creative. She's thoughtful. Like, there's just all these things about her that I'm always going to have so much love and, ad- and adoration for. And I sometimes I just sit and I watch the episodes because I'm just like, let me look back at the beautiful adventure of my life that this was and the beautiful love that I did find, even if it was for just a moment in time, a moment in this lifetime. Like, that was still, it's still a beautiful love story. I'm so happy I got to experience it. So you're so nostalgic about it and you're so um, empathetic. And I love that about you so okay. much. Um, can I ask about the villain of the show? I forgot who Jocelyn was dating. There was two guys who were jerks. Maybe all of them were jerks. Is it Mirko? Mirko Everybody... and Eichel. 
Oh my drama. god. No, 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 no. The they drama. Are, they are the sweetest people. <gasps> both they, of them are? Yes. Yes. Oh. I love them both dearly. I was in Paris in January and Mirko made it like a point. He was like, I must see you. And like we hung out and had the best time. Even when Lisa and I broke up the first time, I called him and he gave me the best advice. He's like, you know, Caroline, like I, I know Lisa really well. He was literally the villain of the show. And Jocelyn broke up with him like while they were getting like baguettes by the yeah. Eiffel Tower. And she did this whole thing about women empowerment. And that was like the most dramatic scene of the season. That was very dramatic. They're definitely not made to be together. But Mirko is a wonderful, wonderful human being. He's just like a big teddy bear. You know gotcha. what I mean? Like he, yeah, he's he's a really good person. And so is Ikel. Ikel's wonderful. Ikel's very creative. Lacey and Bastian are actually very good friends with Ikel. Really? Yeah, yeah, they hang out with him, like, all the time. Good. I'm glad that some, like, solid friendships were formed from the show. Yeah, there was, like, a few hot guys I was definitely crushing on. Oh, my God, tell me. There was, like, some good energy. I mean, I guess Bastion. I thought Lacey had the hottest guys. Okay. Also, like, Jocelyn had, like, hot guys, too, but then they all seemed like jerks, so it was hard to, like, crush. That's so interesting. The the best friends of mine that I think came out of the show on the French side is definitely Lisa, Josephine, who's amazing. Oh my God, Josephine. I'm obsessed with Josephine. She is amazing. She is just 10 out of 10 human being, incredible. Um, Simon is a really good friend of mine. Mirko, I talk to Margot all the time. Oh, Margot is so sweet. We love Margot. We love Margot. I did think that Lacey ended up being so good towards the end. Like she kind of like came up on us because I think the beginning episodes were so much about Jocelyn and then you. And I felt like, Lacey's love story like popped off at the end where she was having like some type of like Katy Perry, Kourtney Kardashian era. Like that one scene with the pool was just like so European. And I was like, she is just fitting the role so well right now. Yeah, that was a very cute scene. I'll never forget. She came back that day and she was just grinning. Like she was beaming ear to ear. She had the best time that day. Yeah, their their story was very cute. She liked Bastian from the beginning too. Like from the beginning, me and Lacey were both kind of like, oh, like we found people unexpectedly very, very quickly. So they're still together living in Paris. I kind of want to like get an update on their life. You're inspiring me to want to have everyone on my podcast. Oh and my what if we even like do a reunion? Like what if we do one with like all four girls? And so then that, like- That would be amazing. We, we should do that. Can we like set that up? That would just be iconic. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh yeah. Well, overall, I feel like the show was so good. Do you feel like there's anything we left out? Or was there any scene that was frustrating? Was there a moment you want to clarify? Or do you feel like we got it all down? I think we got it all down. It was very real. I love the show. I think it's actually so good. I'm like, please, more people watch this. Because it's like, so many people have messaged me saying like, thank you for like, having a real reality TV show. No offense to any dating show, but it's like different, like, you know, The Bachelor or like Love is Blind, which I adore. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like the pods, like that's not real life dating. You know, like here you see like real life dating. The show was real, the show was good. Do you think there'll be a season two? I hope so, I hope so. But I should it be like Freeform's Love Trip Italy or Freeform's Love Trip Barcelona? Like a hundred percent, right? That would be so cool, yeah. <gasps> yeah, why not? Oh my god, I just gave them an idea. I want to produce it too. I really want to because it's an excuse to travel. Um, let them know that I want to produce it. I'm gonna have to flag them and put it out there. 
Sure. But I think that this show has a lot of potential to continue on. And I know that there's eight episodes streaming, you know, maybe in the future it could grow into 10 or 12 or do reunions. And maybe you guys could even come back and give advice or do it again. Would you ever do the show again? I would totally do it again. I would totally do it again. Absolutely. And maybe Lisa will be there and we'll round. <laughs> no, I, oh my God. I feel like you are going to get back with Lisa because the way you're talking about it seems like you're like, the door's not completely shut. You can never say never. And like I said, I think we both have huge amounts of respect for the other person. I think she'll always have love for me just like I always have love for her. Have we spoken? No, not much. Other than, like I said, she asked me to take our photos down on Instagram, which I'm still not going to do because they're my memories. Yeah, let um, us know in the comments, guys. Would you take down the photos if you were Caroline? This is the answer. This is the big question. What would you guys do in this situation if your ex told you to take down the photos? We want to hear from you. So let us know in the comments. Because I think it's also like if this was a private relationship, sure. But this is like part of a, this is part of something greater. You know what I mean? This is part of a show. representation representation it's international it's queer love like this is something bigger than you're in my relationship this is this is showing people it's okay it's you can be out proud loud and have mm -hmm. the most fun with it and that's that's partially why I want to keep it up there but really just because it's like these are my memories and they're beautiful memories for me and I'm happy to have had them I'm happy to have experienced them but yeah never say never you know what I mean my me and my first girlfriend of three years we're probably going to go on a date next week you know what I mean I so it's like you just never know you just never know and like her and I like I said we're not speaking right now and I'm glad about that because we have space we can breathe we can just live our lives for a second and and the universe what's meant for you is going to find you you know what I mean and the, I think timing is everything you know so it's like if you're meant to get back together with somebody, maybe there are lessons that you guys need to learn before you guys can be together. I do Absolutely. believe in the right time. I believe in all of that stuff. You just never say never, you know? Like mm -hmm. I know people, I've heard stories of people that dated when they were in high school or their early 20s. They break up, they get married, they get divorced, and they find each other again, and then they get married. There's nothing that you can do about it other than focus on being your best self and trust that whatever the universe has in store for you, it's going to come when it needs to come. So... Well, I, I love that. And that really leaves us off on such a great note, full of positivity, encouragement. You're definitely speaking my mind. I relate to that. I support that. And I am so glad that you came on here to tell your side of the story, to speak on the show. Like I mentioned, I was a huge fan of the show. Originally, I was on the campaign for it. So that is how I heard about it. Oh my god! You didn't know that? No, uh, I don't know. I don't know that stuff. I just show yeah. up and watch the episodes. You know? Like, did you see my TikToks I made about the show? I loved the TikToks. Okay, I love TikToks. Yeah, no, they're, they're fab. I have so much fun watching the shows, making the TikToks, and then I love talking to the people I talk about and kind of going through the show. So that's why I have a podcast. It's like an extension of my TikTok. Oh, that's dope. I love that. Yeah, I haven't heard your episode with Shane Jansen yet, but I'm a big Shane Jansen fan and I need to listen to that. Like, actually, my best friend who was here in February, he was so excited. He's like a 30-year-old man from France, and his dad's French and his mom's American, and he was like, I love Love is Blind. I can't wait to watch your TV show. I was like, oh my god, Christian, you are a 30-year-old man who studied uh, war studies in college, like, and you love reality TV. This is amazing. <laughs> people, listen, reality TV is really fun, and people love it so much. Like, people just love to talk about it. They love to listen to it. It's just a really big community and culture. Yeah. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's so funny too. The, the memes that come out of it are just mm. 
The memes are good. Um, where can everybody follow you and keep up with you? And what is the tea on your podcast with Rose? When is it going to drop? Yeah, so it's dropping next Monday. It's called The C Word. You can listen to it on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And you can follow me at Caroline Renner on Instagram, TikTok. And then my Twitter handle is different because it's my Slavic name. So I think it's Carolina with a K and then Savage. So it's K-A-R-O-L-I-N-A-S-A-V-I-C-H. So you can follow me on Twitter there. I promise I will have, I always do this with my guests. I have the link in the description of their Instagram um, for anyone that needs easy access to find. Definitely give Caroline a follow. She was real. She put it out there. This is pretty much the exclusive of her talking about the show on a podcast. This is the first time I've really addressed the breakup uh, publicly. And I really the breakup. Yeah. So we got the tea. And I've been, I, I'm, I'm honestly glad that we connected because I did need the tea. Oh, girl, you know I got it, so. I'm I'm sipping hard. Got you. (laughs) All right, guys, that was my interview and podcast this week with Caroline from Love Trip Paris. Definitely feel free to let me know your thoughts if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening as a podcast. Do not forget to let me know your thoughts by rating and reviewing this podcast five stars. I hope you guys all enjoy your weekend, and I will be back Monday with Arena from Love is Blind. (laughs) 